got time for a quick story. July 22nd, 2012. Rockfest in Gadot, Wisconsin. It's the one time I've ever been to Rockfest. Not that far from this studio here in where I work. Greatest Hits 98.1 radio in Eau Claire, Altoona area in Wisconsin. Our sister station, 92.9 The X, was getting involved with Rockfest at the time. And so a lot of us went to help out. And the day that I went there was kind of a retro day. I don't, I don't think that was entirely the, the branding of it, but it, it kind of worked out because you had Sebastian Bach, Lita Ford, Firehouse, Def Leppard, and Poison all performing that day. Def Leppard were the like the, the, the headliners, like the last act of the day, but Poison was right before them. So you can almost call them co-headliners, both performing in the evening. All great shows. But my biggest takeaway was the high quality of the Poison set. I'd never seen Poison before. And I remember going, it's like I'm watching the videos and hearing the songs from the late 80s, early 90s. This is incredible. This is really, really good. That was my takeaway. Energy that you get with the Poison Show, the energy you get from Brett Michaels. Brett Michaels has been bringing a lot of energy over the years. He has a new song out as of the recording of this podcast at the beginning of February 2023 and a very wintry sort of day in a wintry time, as you'll hear in our conversation. I got to talk to Brett Michaels about his new song back in the day, about his upcoming tour, the Party Gras Tour. This interview, well, you are going to feel all of the excitement that is Brett Michaels. Here you go. My chat with Brett Michaels. You got a new song out. You got the Party Gras tour going on later on this year. You're already touring. I've seen the photos and such already. But first, the song. We played it back in the day. We played it on our latest from the greatest feature a little bit ago back in, back in January. So seeing from another interview of yours, you were talking about how you're always coming up with music. How frequently do you come up with new riffs or songs, lyrical bits, however it comes to you? How frequently does something come up where you want to record it and keep it for posterity in case something comes up? Every day. Let me explain this. On the very phone I'm talking to you, okay, on the very device I'm speaking, if I sit with you one day when we need a good laugh, I'm going to play you the 37,000 different mouth beat riffs beatbox i'm always i i come up i i don't know what happened but somewhere in my brain there's a million guitar riffs and drum beats going on and i all of a sudden like oh man here's one right here (laughs) all of a sudden i that or i'll hear like a like when i did the theme song to to rock a love go that far I literally was going down, 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 and who knew? I put it on an acoustic, recorded that, and then it became the toughest level on Guitar Hero three to play, and then became a number one rock, you know, on the rock chart, number one song for Rock Love started with a riff into my phone. <laughs> so every day, and I tell people this, never, never 
put a limit on your creativity, no matter what you want to do, no matter what your your gig is, what, what floats your boat, whatever your beach is, don't put a limit on it. Just sort it out later. So I'm a realist. Let me explain. I'm a dreamer and a realist. So the dream is creating the stuff and you think what you want to do. The toughest part is getting to actually put it together and make it happen. And I said, that's where I probably excel the most. I, I just find a way to get it done. And I never, I have no fear of failure. What I fear is not trying. That's my fear. My fear is not trying it. And let me tell you, I have some decent successes and then I have some lesser successes, <laughs> but no failure if you try. So if you have 37,000 or however, however many, what may... <laughs> that would be an under... That's underestimating. Maybe six digits, however much is out there. There's a lot. So but distill that all down to one that turns into back in the day. Why that? How did that one, whatever riff, whatever, turn into a song? You go, you know what? I'm going to have a new song that's actually going to come out for folks after after a while. So it was just simple. What really escalated it, right? I've got lots of ideas. What escalated back in the day? It just, my life is about driving. It's about hanging with family, friends, having a great time. I'm on the road constantly. And I needed, especially during the pandemic, a song that just made me feel good. So I was writing this long before we hit the stadium tour or anything, it just made me feel good. And then finally, I just go, look, I need to turn this into a song. I want to have people sing this in the middle of the winter blues and feel good and remind them of a time then, bear with me, then and now. So I, I don't want to just live in the glory days. The glory days are now. It's bringing that forward is what I did in the video. So I threw it back as an early MTV green screen pop-up, you know, there's the pop-up captions, there's the all, all this stuff, but what I wanted people to do is, with the archive footage, is show them me then, you know, in my garage jamming with friends, you know, at, at you know, 15 and 16, show me with my first guitar, and then show me strumming the, the guitar at the stadium this year, and just show people it's a continuum, but more than anything, the song was to help me feel good during one of the roughest periods in our work, one of the roughest pandemics ever. When people were really confused and were starting to lose hope, I needed a song that just made us, reminded us of we're lucky and that it's great to go see a concert or a sporting event and gratitude. That's, that's what the song's about, just making people feel good. And that's what made me finally say, I'm going to put this out regardless of what happens with it. I just want people to, if they hear it and it makes them feel good, that's a good day. So which of those early videos would be the ones that maybe most specifically influenced this video? And I was watching for that. I'm like, okay, which ones am I seeing? Well, you, you created it. Which, which of those videos were the particular hallmarks that were in your mind as you're putting this together? So for me... All the garage band and basement footage. So when you grow up in a cold weather area that I know you know what I'm talking about, yep. <laughs> everyone talks about a garage band, right? I said, no, no, no. When you grow up in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, when you're hitting some of those below freezing, uh, you know, two weeks in a row, three weeks in a row, 
you're down in the basement with a space heater. You know what I mean? <laughs> you're, you're praying your hands aren't frozen. Uh, the sump pump hasn't given out. And uh, so a lot of those images, and then one of the ones that's gotten the most reaction was the one as me as a child, my first guitar. My dad said, when my dad and mom said, when they handed me that little guitar, it was like a plastic guitar. He said, you strum that thing to the point of making us insane. Like I just, you could see me on the video going crazy on this little guitar. And then all of a sudden it shows me at the stadium playing the Every Rose Has Its Thorn guitar. And it just shows that what I love then, I still love now. As an indicator, it's going to be 14 below in the forecast uh, tonight um, here in Eau Claire. And that's a nice summer. <laughs> so yeah. you're having a nice summer day. Yeah, it, it could be way colder around here, like 14 below. Ah, oh, that's just Wisconsin winter, whatever. <laughs> nothing around this here. I love Wisconsin. Wisconsin knows how to party. I'm, I'm going to say it. We, th- there is a hardiness, a partiness, and that's, again, this is when back in the day is the perfect song right now to jam and listen to because it gives you that feeling. Summer's coming. We got the Party Grawl tour coming to you, and it's just, I call it my beacons of hope. That's what I do. Mm-hmm. I set goals that are beacons of hope, and then then I know I have a target to drive towards. And a true story, uh, uh, this has been now ten and a half years ago, is it's the one time I was at Rockfest in Kadat um, was the year you guys, were, Poison was there. Um, and I was yeah. there, on it was like retro day, so it was like Sebastian Bach and Firehouse and Def Leppard were all there, and... The last set I was at for the full time before I headed out before the crowd left was the Poison set. I remember watching going, oh, my gosh. these And I know this is a decade ago, but, like, you guys got it just like the 80s. I'd never been to a Poison concert before. I was very – that was my biggest takeaway. I'm not just saying this because you're on the phone. That was the thing that I most took away. And you saw it – I don't know if you remember that particular show. You've got thousands and thousands. but uh, No. I remember it. It was one of my favorite. Let me let me add to this as you're going to say this. That energy level that day, go with me. The excitement of the fans, and there was three generations in, so imagine the stadium tour. We may have hit a fourth generation. I think people, when I've never, I can guarantee you one thing in my life. I've done a lot of crazy things, may have made some less than reputable decisions occasionally, but I want to say this. I'm a thousand percent. When I hit that stage, I have never once mailed it in. And that includes building the show that hopefully you saw the raw energy, but also I want to put on a show for the fans. I want them to have a great time, not just for the money they paid, but leave there going. That was a party. It was. It was that. It was that afternoon. You got Party Gras. So okay, where did the name? I mean, obviously Mardi Gras, but but where, sure. it, it should be pretty obvious what it is. But how how did you come up with the name? Was that you? Was that someone else that said, "Hey, Party Gras"? How did that come about? No, it's again uh, created by myself. I, I produced this, created it. I wanted to do it. Wasn't sure when the stadium tour was going to go. Um, so. We uh, we had party grawl. It, it is, is again party grawl, Mardi Gras. Everyone that's coming out, we have people with us that are just some of my crew that do just bandanas and beads. People are coming in. We got bandanas, beads, party stuff. We we welcome people, and that it has become a, a real thing. Like people go there and go, I need a night out to have a great time. 
listen to good music, and that's what Party Grawl is. And and when people come there, they leave there feeling feeling like that that was an awesome time. I had a great time. I forgot to forget about some other, you know, got a chance to forget about other stuff and just have an awesome night out, which we all deserve. And that's where it derived from. And I produced it and created it. And it comes in many different forms. You know, I'm doing some of them. I partnered with Live Nation, some of those. All the bands are rolling on stage. I'm bringing some big surprises up when I come see you in Wisconsin. And we're just going to, we're going to make it great. And again, I want to point out, I say this over and over when people say, you know, they, they, everyone has to categorize. I don't do that. So here's me a couple of weeks ago playing with Pitbull and Flow Rider. <laughs> and then, you know, and then the next thing you know, I'm playing with Jimmy Buffett, then Jimmy Page. And then all of a sudden I'm up doing stuff with saliva. I just have never, I just don't believe in categories. I believe music's a universal language and it is meant to unite us, not divide us. And that's, I've said it over and over since the beginning of my career. And I think when people come see that show, we were just up there in West Bend last summer, broke the attendance record, and it was insane. And I had a bunch of my country friends, Frank Ray and everyone coming on stage, and not one person in the audience felt divided. It was a a complete party. Hmm. So what's your favorite song from the four... Acts, and in Steve Algary's case, I'll just say Journey. Um, but from Night Ranger, Jefferson Starship, Sugar Ray, and Journey, if you were in the audience for their sets, which one are you, the guy in the back yelling Freebird, the song you have to hear from each of those four acts? All right, you ready? Yeah. So for me, Starship, Starship has to do We Built This City, because I called everyone personally. Like before management, before agents and all that crap, that's not my style. I said, let me speak to you first, tell you what I'm doing, how awesome this is going to be. I said, this party girl is a celebration of fans, bands, and the music. I don't want any egos or attitudes, just a good time. The, truthfully, these were real phone calls. They're all friends, so let me go to this. Starship, we built this city. I just have to have it, okay. right? Mm-hmm. Night Ranger, you can still rock in America. Have to have it mixed with Sister Christian. Mm-hmm. I have to have it, right? Yeah. I told him that. I said, I, I need to be singing this on the side of the stage, free bird style, right? <laughs> I said to Steve, if you don't do, don't stop believing, um, I'm uninviting you. <laughs> so <laughs> he's my buddy. Yeah. I, go, I go, Steve, I'm, I'm negotiating. This is my negotiation. Do whatever you want, but you have to do that song. Right? <laughs> nice. And I and Mark and we've done it together a bunch of times. And then Mark McGrath flies my song. It just me and him have done a bunch of shows together. We're born on the same day. He's a good buddy. And he said, Brett, I'm like you, thousand percent. I'm literally throwing them the microphone. So I'm finishing say a song like Unskinny Bop or Talk Dirty to Me. I literally say Here's one of my favorite songs, one of my favorite. I throw the mic football style. They catch it, and we just seamlessly go right into the next song. Nice. Nice. That's going to be a great show. Last question for you. When will there be, or or will there, are you still pondering, another new single, new EP, new album, whatever it is? Is there something in mind, or are you just taking it as it comes right now? No, there's a, here it is. So back in the day, 
We've already crossed the two-something point million views in a few days. That's the song. I'm going to continue to write new solo music all the time. I ask fans to check out songs like Unbroken. I wrote it with my youngest daughter. Very inspirational, really powerful, good rock song called Unbroken. I've also got A Beautiful Soul. They can check that out. But with Poison uh, coming back in 25, all original, there's no other way to do it. Uh, you know, we'll stretch out them hammies and we're going to bring you the best damn show <laughs> with Poison in 25. And till then, 23 and 24, you and me, we're going to rock uh, Brett Michaels party girl style. Awesome, awesome. It's going to be a fun summer. It Already, it's just been... You can feel the warmth coming, especially on a day right now. There's a cold front passing through. It's, like, windy and the snow's blowing. No, it's sunny and there's snow blowing, if that's any indication of what it's like around here right now as I, as I speak. You already warmed it up just talking like that. So thank you, Brett. Have fun. This has been a blast. Brett Michaels, all the best throughout the rest of the year and the coming years to come, and we're looking forward to so much more from you. I can't wait. Thank you for your awesomeness. And listen to back in the day, I do such an honor of our incredible DJs and BJs that keep it rock and real and relevant. So thank you. I don't get to do it without you and the fans, listeners. I love you all, and I'll see you soon. Well, that was just a ball of energy with Brett Michaels. That was a lot of fun. So how to keep an eye on what Brett Michaels is doing? Go to brettmichaels.com. Simple as that. Go to his website. There is a ton of stuff there. I'm scrolling through it right now. There, there is a lot. You will, you will know what he's doing there. Keep up with him on social media, a lot of the usual platforms. He's there. You will know about everything Brett Michaels related. This has been the latest edition of Got Time for a quick story. Thanks to my employer, Greatest Hits 98.1 Radio in Eau Claire, Wisconsin, uh, for helping to uh, or to pro- pro- providing the facilities to do a lot of these interviews, which you can listen to and in some cases watch at greatesthits981.com at our interviews page, which is under features at the top of our website, greatesthits981.com, or go to the Greatest Hits 98.1 YouTube channel. We've got interviews there as well. Watch all of those and or listen to the YouTube clips for some of our phone interviews. Thanks to Ben Sussman, also Jana from brettmichaels.com for helping to arrange this interview. Uh, also, you can find Got Time for a Quick Story on a lot of the usual podcast platforms. Subscribe to it so you know when new episodes arrive and rate it preferably higher so word spreads around about it. Got time for a quick story? I'm Luke Anthony.